Welcome, everybody. My name is Jake Curtis, and if you have arrived to this clickable link, then you are listening to Jubilee Street, a music podcast. I am joined here with our other co-host, Ian McCurtis. Mm-hmm. Ian, why don't you tell the guests why we're so amped up, we're so excited, we're about to go take all the states of the country, we're going to win all the votes. Yeah! Because today our guest is Howard Dean, and we're talking about the Grinderman song, everybody. When My Baby Comes. There was a podcast named Jubilee Street, a music podcast hosted by... I really like when Ian told me that we got the big D himself. I was ecstatic. I was ecstatic, you know? It's a big Kinda get. Kind of like for us. how, you know, it's a big get. And, you know, I'm not talking like giddy up cowboy. I'm saying, you know, we got Howard Dean. Okay. Now, we're going to have him on later at the end of the podcast. Um, he only really, he's, he has a five second. He has quota. limited time. He just gets in one of those yeahs. We just, we just, yeah. And, and, you know, we, ha- we ask him one question at the end. Presidential bid. Exactly. So, you know, we don't want you all to get excited. Um, you know, we only got him for five seconds. We only asked him one question. Do you like Grinder Man? And I think you can guess what he said. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, we really enjoyed uh, the last Grinder Man episode we did. Forgive me, Ian. What was the name of the, the song we did? The last one we did, of course, was Evil. Evil, yes. Forgive me for being evil and forgetting the name of that song. Well, I said, of course, so, yeah, we had a really good time. Because I also forgot. I have no short term memory. Oh, uh, okay. Ian's over there playing with his greenie grinder, smoking another J. So I don't know why I asked him for help on remembering stuff. But anywho, uh, we, we had a blast talking about that song. It was cool going back to Grinder Man. It's a little more laid back, but also like, you know, kind of groovy and fun and dirty and nasty. So we thought we'd kind of continue that trend. And, you know, I asked Ian this week, what do you want to do? What song do you want to do from Grinder Man? I'm saying, what kind of song do you want to do from Grinder Man? And he said, I don't know, you choose. And I was like, okay, I'm going to choose a song. We're going to do When My Baby Comes, okay? And we're, and we're talking about really coming here, like yanking on and then you're getting all the juice everywhere, okay? But there was no rhyme or reason. I, I am very excited because I feel like Grinder Man 2 has all the fucking hits on it. Put this song on. You get that little freak out at the end. It get, you know, it, it, it's got this excellent buildup in the, from the beginning to said freak out. With most Grinderman songs, I feel like it's kind of difficult to pinpoint exactly what's going on. You know, there's a lot of sexual energy. There's a lot of, you know, temptation. There's a lot of, you know, mustache hairs falling down while you're thrusting into somebody from behind. So I, I, I guess I want to do what I usually do, and I just want to give the mic over to Ian. I'm like, Ian, what do you think? What comes to mind with this song? No, let's start. You know what, Jake? You had no way to know this. Poor, poor Jake Curtis. Sad, really. Sad. He... Uh, in, insert a Trump quote, or a Trump sound effect, sad. He picks, <laughs> he picks a song. I listen to it to prepare... I looked through the Grinderman discography. This is probably my least favorite Grinderman song out of both albums. Oh! Input the Sopranos O oh, sound effect there. Oh, you just did it. Oh! Not a huge fan of the song. 
Not a huge fan. Why? Why don't you? Why don't you like about it? It's really long. It has that like, it has like a like a jam like psych rock thing. Like, you know, I, I don't mm-hmm, really like jammy mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, yeah, doesn't have as much energy as a lot of other Grindrman songs. Uh, no D beats. No D beats like all the other ones have. It, yeah. And I just don't really, I, I don't know, I just don't really get what's going on in this song. Yeah, yeah. Sorry well, to burst well, your well, bubble. Well, it's okay, bubble bursted. Um, you know, I've got one of those giant bubble makers, so I just walked through another one and I'm in a new bubble. So my question is, what do you like about this song? I like how weird the lyrics are because everything you said I, I see is there, like sexual energy, temptation, all that. Mm-hmm. But to me, this song, something about it makes me think of Grandpa Simpson on The Simpsons and how he's like sitting in his retirement home wishing his family would visit. Something about the song <laughs> makes me think of a guy in a retirement home just like being like, I wish my daughter or my son would come today. Hey, listen, don't do that on the carpet, daughter or son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I, I just think that there is like a weird like comedy element to this song because... You get to that, you know, repeating chorus part, just how long you're going to be, my baby, until you come. And I always think of that. There's like a video that went viral, like right before or like right after Biden got elected, where they're talking about like immigrant policies. And it's Kamala Harris. And she's like, they've like they've like cut the clip of her telling immigrants, like, don't come, do not come. And she's like very stern and serious. And then they intercut it or supercut it with Donald Trump saying, almost immediately after she finishes, I'm going to come. And I just, I kept hearing these lines in his voice and I kept laughing. Um, there's probably some people out there that like, you fucking ingrates. Like you think it's funny to laugh about Trump quotes and it's just kind of one of those things like he's a fucking prick, but God damn it. Like some of the, you the like, internet yourself. things that some of the internet things that were created from clips of him being a jackass are just so goddamn funny. I'm really interested by the Grandpa Simpson of it all. Uh, well, I I didn't really get that. I kind of just like there's, so there's, to me. It, there's the go ahead. there's the line. Thank God we don't get our olds at once. And then listen to me talking my hospital gown. Best thing is the showers. Worst thing is the visiting hours. When's my baby gonna come? It just reminds me of someone sitting in a nursing home waiting for someone to visit them. All this reminiscing on the past that's going so on. So what I got from it is it seemed like somebody who has like lost like a loved one, like a partner or like a, like a sexual, even just like a casual sexual partner. And I just kept imagining like somebody like sort of gracefully like holding their dick in their hand and just kind of being like, you know, stroking it a couple of times and then they're like you know looking at the door like oh when's she gonna come it's like the person like checking their phone like waiting for that booty call or something like that that's kind of the vibe i got from it i think this song's very uh like impressionistic like i don't think there was a lot of care put into having like a structured narrative so i think we could both be right like i think this song's kind of just meant to make an imprint on on you yeah, and I also think that face value, this song is pretty, like, it's it's kind of just offering you what it is immediately. Like, I think this is a pretty standard, like, kind of atmospheric rock and roll track from, uh, you know, th- this era of Nick Cave. 
but I just I love that beginning part. It's it's just kind of like light drums, like a bass line, maybe some guitar, like boom, 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 like it's just a very like kind of cool little like interlude track. I just think it's really groovy and the mood is really good for this song. Lyrically speaking, I think it's kind of like like you said on the nose, like you know. Uh, there's one line in particular. Well, I don't know like, if it's on the nose. We just out? talked about how it doesn't have a clear meaning. But I mean, there are lines that are very kind of clearly laid out. Like, is there anyone out there feel they wasted their lives on booze and drugs and husbands and wives and making money? And it's kind of like, okay, yeah, we get it. Like everybody's obsessed with sex and money and, you know, this is fucked up. Just that kind of thing, you know? What? Kind of, Kind of basically about how we get we become so obsessive about these things that mean nothing. And at the end of the day, you just have your dick in your hand and you're like, you know, in the shower getting off and then you're like, okay, time to go back to work. And how like all this time is wasted, like, you know, doing these kind of grotesque, like private things in between, like trying to exist as a member of society, uh, pun intended, uh, with member of society. You're welcome. So I did just notice on his website where he has all the lyrics to all the songs, mm-hmm. it, the the refrain is just how long are you going to be, comma, my baby. So I think it, the song is yeah. about waiting for something. Yep. Not, yeah, not exactly. as opposed to just how long are you going to be, my baby, like how long are you going to stay with me. It's Let it be known to the listeners that Ian clearly did not read the lyrics to this song before the episode. No, I mean, wow. Nick, it's, it's clear to hear what he's saying. And I'll it's I clear stand to hear by what it. he's saying. I stand by it. I, I stand by you. Here's I something, stand by you when you're not strong. Here's something I don't love about this song. And Okay, great. More negativity. I mean, you picked it. Sorry. Picked you picked your nose. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we 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 do a Nick Cave podcast, so I'm like cool with dark stuff. I love Staggerly. Yeah. And I love, you can do dark stuff to comedic effect. You can do it to dramatic mm-hmm. effect. I love Requiem for a Dream. But. Yeah. Danny I, Boyle. I don't love, uh, I, don't, I don't love using dark stuff uh, with no stakes. And I think the use of like rape imagery in this song is just kind of not needed. Makes me like the song less. There's no, there's it no. It just kind of gives me like a, yuck. There's no yeah. reason for it to be here. Like. He has a lot of songs where there's like rape imagery that is done well and like adds emotionally to the song or even it's played for a joke, which rub probably rubs a lot of people the wrong way. But sometimes I think, you know, dark things like that can be funny. This is just like, I don't know, no reason for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess I guess maybe to spin that a little bit like, you know, there is that line... I was so much older when I crawled out from under their mushroom cloud and it's kind of like, you know, how long it takes to heal from those violent moments. And like, there is just a lot of waiting that happens with like dealing with that trauma, maybe. Yeah. And I think you could see the song through that lens, but if that is like the intent, then I don't think it like hits like Mm -hmm. other heavy emotional songs that his do. That's true. I, I wouldn't feel like I had an incredibly emotional reaction to this. We're not talking, you know, skeleton tree kind of level stuff. This is this is what I said at the top of the episode. It, you know, this is like you walk into a club and 
there's a band like tuning and there's some feedback and then they go into this track and you're sipping on your gin and tonic and or in Ian's case, you know, a joint with a gin and tonic. Um, and a, you're kind of a J G and T. A J G and T. That's what we call it. A J G and T for I M C. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. He knows my order. And he knows my order. Uh, that's just kind of how it feels. I'll have what he's like Kind of a. <laughs> Why yada? Um, I think Jake's broken. <laughs> he's just going through all the sound effects in his brain. Was <laughs> <laughs> uh, that two pickles uh, being rubbed against each other? Yeah, from the SpongeBob episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, can everybody tell that uh, we love Grinderman? I love Grinderman. I love Grinderman. Um, yeah, just too. It, it feels like a good bar rock song. You know what's wrong with that? Like uh, that guy in that uh, punk band that I was in a band with him for a minute. Like they they played bars all the time. Look look how they did. What? It wasn't Destination Unknown. It was like, you remember that band Cameron Haynes was in? Oh, yeah. I don't remember what they were called, but yes. Yeah, it's like that, you know? Like, they played bars. It did all right, you know? A lot of, like, 50-year-olds cutting it up to, uh, when are you going to be my baby? It up. Yeah, yeah, I think ultimately this feels like, like they wrote, you know, let's say eight songs for this album, and they came into the studio, and they were like, we need to write three more. And this is one they mm-hmm. were just like jamming and they're like, uh, let's just make up some lyrics. And, you know, it just feels like very improvised, riffy, which is cool, but it's just very much not my thing. So I was reading last night um, about another episode we're covering um, about how singers often. Another you know, episode songwriters. Another episode that we're doing on a, a different album. We've run out of things to um, cover, so we're doing episodes on our episodes. <laughs> uh, I, was re- I was reading about um, singer-songwriters will, you know, they're storytellers and they view themselves as storytellers and, like, the things that their characters do don't necessarily correlate with who they are. And so it started sure. to make me think about MF Doom, who's, you know, the super the villain. villain is, like, his, like, that was his, like, character that he embodied and then he had other ones like you know Victor Vaughn, King Ghidra, like he was literally like you know what would I rap about if I were a kaiju um, and I just started to think like I wonder if Nick Cave like would get into a different mode of writing for Grinderman like like very very different from like what he was doing with the Bad Seeds or if it was just mm-hmm. like completely structureless, you know, just jamming. And like that, this song kind of made me wonder if there are moments in the, like, I'm sure there are, they've been a band for so long, but, you know, considering this is mostly Bad Seeds members at this point in time for the band, you know, you got to kind of run out of stuff to say. And I feel like, you know, they did knock to Rama or whatever, but, you know, then you get a song like this on an album that's full of a lot of great songs, but... I think what's really perplexing to me about Grinderman, Grinderman 2 in particular, is that it, it doesn't really feel like any kind of message is trying to be conveyed. I just feel like they try to write creepy sounding songs. Uh, it, it, it is, what do you think about that? Yeah, I don't know if Nick, like recently he's become that kind of artist, but I don't think much of his career, I don't really think he's the kind of artist where like he's making some big statement. He just writes 
a collection of songs. Like, I, I don't think until... Maybe I'm forgetting something, but I don't think until... Uh, what do you call it? Liar of Orpheus, he'd ever really done a concept album. And then that was the only one really until Skeleton Tree, I guess, or Ghostine even. You know, he's just not See, that kind of guy. That's that's interesting. That's interesting that you think that he didn't really dabble in concept albums because I kind of view all of his album as concept albums as conceptual. Like they maybe all feel like, like they're of a theme. Maybe in imagery, but like I don't feel like he's like the kind of guy is like trying to make statements. Like I feel like he just writes mm-hmm. songs. He's a songwriter, yeah. So he's kind of kind of the last of, you know, that era, so to speak. You know, like some yeah. artists, I mean, like still like fucking U two or Kendrick Lamar or Green mm-hmm. Day, like mm-hmm. they put out albums and they're like trying to say something about society or the world. All incredible bands or yeah. humanity. I don't think Nick yeah. Cave's really that guy. Like he's just mm-hmm. writing songs and people take from him what they will. But I don't think he's trying to like, uh, you know, be someone who's commenting on the world. So would you say that this track's kind of, as the kids say, mid? Yeah, I think it's mid. And I, I do think it's probably the worst Grinderman song, but Grinderman rules, so the song isn't, like, bad. But uh, I was know, I thinking... Up, I looked at both the albums, and there's so many good songs, especially on, well, really on both. Grinderman one's probably my favorite, but, you know, th- th- this know one's last by default. It's not bad. I recognize this question's redundant, but we have to treat every episode like it's our listeners first. So, or it's one listener's first episode. Um, sure. Do you think that on this Grinderman album there is a unifying theme of some sort? Yeah, I think the thing. So you talked about like whether or not he goes into a different mindset. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of the, you know, it's still dark, it's still violent, like the Bad Seeds material. I think the difference is Grinderman is like a midlife crisis. There's a lot of songs about either being middle-aged or being old. Like aging shows up a lot on both of the albums. I think that's the like unifying theme. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the kind of joke about it is it's like the midlife crisis album. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Okay. Growing old's interesting. Do you feel like he's touched on that in more eloquent eloquent ways in later albums not specifically i mean i guess a lot of like life stuff that's happened to him recently would only happen as you get older but i think this is the only time he's like talked about it directly okay last question um if you were going out to if you were going out to dinner let's say you're going like morton steakhouse you know fancy dinner never been uh do you take grinder man with you to eat oh i would love I imagine it would be like an It's Always Sunny episode. Like taking Grinderman out to a fancy mm-hmm. restaurant would be delightful. Now, what do you think Grinderman's wearing when, you know, you go to pick up Grinderman? I mean, I'm just picturing... Because Grinderman can't drive. He def- like, Grinderman definitely doesn't have a car. Sorry to the listeners, but th- this is really only going to hit with Jake. But I'm just picturing <laughs> Werewolf, Werewolf Jones from the Simon Hanselman comics <laughs> as Grinderman. Yeah. Uh, he's, like, he, he's definitely got like, a, like something bulging in his pants when you come to pick him up. Yeah, I think he has a button-down shirt that's, like, completely open. Like, nipples mm-hmm. are out. A bolo tie. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, like, Daisy Dukes. Mm-hmm. Jean shorts. Probably probably wearing, like, a thong, right? Probably wearing a He'd thong. Have to, like, yeah. pubic hair is, like, peeking out. Yeah, yeah. Just a mess. And and what kind of cigarettes is he is he smoking? He's got to be smoking cigs. Um, 
Virginia Slims because that's what his mom smoked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that 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 grinder man. You don't want to catch him on a bad day because if he doesn't have his Virginia Slims, well, you know, let's just say it's it's not good. And he drinks Old English. Ugh! God, swill. Get out of here. That's well, grinder man. What do you want? I figured he'd be more of a King Cobra guy. Yeah, that's a good one too, King Cobra. Yeah. Whatever, well, whatever that, empty what's bottles. What's that shit that Natty Ice probably definitely buys like 30, 30 racks of Natty Ice? Whenever you go hang out Light. by like a, an abandoned train station, as I used to do, mm-hmm. whatever kind of beer bottles you find laying around there. You just drink what's left in those. That's what he drinks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then he uses the bottles to make tea with his own urine. I went to a history museum over the past week, and I heard... I was reading about... Save it uh, for Ian's live music corner. It's not live music. And (laughs) there was this exhibit about Lewis and Clark. And there was this thing, this snack people used to make, where they would grind up acorns, Mm -hmm. uh, dig a hole, put the acorns in there, and then pee on them and let it ferment with the urine. Give it some time, and then eat the fermented urine acorns. You ever heard of this? That's a spicy meatball. I can't remember what it was called, but that was like a snack people loved. Yeah, I feel like that's something we got dangerously close to doing in our apartment back in the day. I mean, if one of us would have read about it online, we probably would have tried it. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> I mean, depending on the quality of the piss, it could be very salty. It might be like eating a salt and vinegar chip. I wonder what that piss does to the acorns. Like, how does it ferment it? I, one of us I is going to have to try it for science. You can, you can technically pickle things in water so piss is definitely up for grabs man grinder man's definitely had it grinder man has made it definitely yeah. like he, he he makes it and sells it like with the felt hats well, you got to make your own supply he and he gets high on his own supply that's his mm-hmm. number one rule he does everything opposite the drug dealers tell him they're like don't get high on your own supply and he's like fuck you i'm getting high you know how, like, uh, this is, like, talking about another song on Grinder Man 2, but I'm just staring at the record right now. You he know how, like, so bored he has to talk about another song. I'm not bored at all. You know how Disney's, like, real uh, hardcore with their copyrights? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't, it, isn't just using the name Mickey Mouse, like, copyrighted? Like, do you think they there was any, like, concern with calling the song Mickey Mouse and the Good My, Goodbye Man? I'm sure there was probably some kind of... Maybe it'll, they got. maybe the music video will be on Disney Plus soon. <laughs> yeah, that's prob that's prob or Disney locks the gr- like somehow owns Grinder Man too, and they lock it away in the vault and to uh, let the the Southern Scaries or whatever so, songs sounds songs of the South. Dude, the the Grinder Man two album artwork I think is my favorite Nick Cave album artwork. It's great, and it captures the essence it's of the so record like, really well. Dude, felt like I wish I. That was an. I wish that was my album artwork. Like it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. This is like the cover of that is a lot like what the palaces look like in Persona Five. It's a video game I'm playing. The ornate artwork and stuff like that. Did you listen to the remix for this song? Let me. I know I have, but I didn't in the past week. Who does? Who does this one? Let's see. When my baby comes, remix by. Cat's Eyes with Luke Tristram. Not familiar. No, it's uh, Six Toes. Oh, and then another one by Six Toes. There's two remixes. That's the one that's on the actual, like, remix album. Uh, It's pretty good. Uh, On the actual remix album, there's two remixes of the song. Oh, really? I'm looking at the track listing right now. 
Well, you love saying actually, don't you? There's some good remixes on this uh, remix album, though. Mm-hmm. The Robert Fripp one is really good. for Heath. I think he's on Heathen Child. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, they, uh, Six Toes did this cool thing on uh, the remix of this song where they took this like sort of distorted, like screechy thing and they kind of made it this like recurring motif. Um, the song isn't any better or worse from the remix, but it's definitely like worth checking out for sure. I hope that they do a Grinder Man 3, Gabriel Ha gets to do uh, one of the songs for the remix album. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But uh, I already told uh, Nick's people that I'm only going to appear on Grinder Man 69. These remix albums are always so hit and miss. Like, I, I got the one 100 Gigs did last year. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, there's some awesome ones, like the Injury Reserve one. But a lot of times these remix albums, like, half of them are so low effort. Do you remember when that Punk Goes Crunk shit was really popular? Uh, yeah. 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 Those were really hit or miss, too. Uh, they were all miss. Yeah. But I feel like most of the remixes I've heard from this is, they're all pretty fucking good. You don't get like solid remix albums like this. This album is one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the best remix album? I'd have to think about that because I. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For, I have to think about it. We're, we're not a visual podcast, everybody, but Ian's brain is like glowing right now. He's like trying to think. Anything I come can to see mind it for you? His mask. No, I don't really know if I'm a big remix guy. Like, there are songs that I've enjoyed that are remixed, but it's not, like, something I... I don't know. I don't have that kind of, like, audiophile mind. Like, I listen to a lot of music, but, like, not that much music. You know what I mean? Yeah, the... the Like, when you first said remix, the, the thing that first pops in my head is there's a Circle Takes a Square remix where it's, like, instrumentals from their songs, and this guy rapped over it. And Circle oh, Takes yeah. a Square is like a Scrams band, like Be the Dolan, furthest right? thing from hip hop. And it's like the coolest thing. It's so unique. Shout out Circle Takes the Square, man. I haven't listened to them in ages. Ian uh, staged them at their show at Fest and turned off their uh, pedal board. I forgot about that. Probably blocked it out of your memory because you were like, gosh, I can't believe yeah, I did I felt that. Really bad. You know, fuck, I had one on the tip of my tongue. Oh, I'll apologize uh, for one day. There's there's an R&B artist that I really like named Kalela or Kalela and she did a remix album and there is a remix of her song I'll find it here cuz it's a really good remix. I feel like it's a lot of like rapper R&B artists that I know more about for remixes so it's cool that There's a lot of cool ones on here like Serpent with Feet did one um but the song's called Let Me Know What's Really Good Remix, and it's got Princess Nokia, Jungle Pussy, um, Cupcake, Miss Boogie. It's a good one. And then the Serpent With Feet one's on there, uh, K Tronada. So I'd, I'd definitely check that out. But I feel like it's typically like um, rapper hip-hop that I, f- I hear a lot of remixes for. New Order has a ton of good remixes. I mean, that was kind of something... They welcomed was tons of people doing different versions of their songs and mixing them in different ways. Yeah. Being in that club scene. I don't know, Ian. I, I think that's all I got for Grinder, man. What about you? 
Yeah, say goodnight to the little scary wolf. Say goodnight to Mickey Mouse. Good night, scary wolf. Good night, Say goodnight Mouse. to Nick Cave with mustache. Good night, Nick Cave with mustache. Say goodnight to the palaces of Montezuma. Good night, palaces of Montezuma. And ultimately, actually, say goodnight to Six Toes for the remix. Good night, Six Toes. Uh, Why every- don't you have ten toes? Listeners, um, if you want to know why Six Toes doesn't have 10 toes, write into the podcast, jubileestreetpod at gmail.com. Uh, is it we, six toes you have total, or do you have six toes on one foot? We'll never know. We need to know. So Six Toes, if you hear this, let us know. Um, other listeners, if you want to write in, uh, again, I gave you the email a second ago, but it's jubileestreetpod at gmail.com. We have an Instagram page at jubileestreetpod. You can write us there, ask us questions, comment on our posts. Should have some new stuff coming out there pretty soon. We have a new Discord channel. Uh, the link to join our Discord is in our uh, bio on our Instagram page. I would definitely recommend checking that out. We're pretty active on Instagram, and you know we post stuff you know a couple times a week. Try to you know so definitely check it out there. We have new episodes that come out every week on Spotify and Apple Music, so you can check us out there. Uh, definitely follow us, subscribe to our podcast. That really helps us out. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a five star review. Uh, it really really helps us out. Uh, otherwise, have a great week and make sure you're checking under your bed before you go to bed because Grindr might be there. Good night, everyone. Grindr mean forever. <laughs>